This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Well, hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and I am super excited because I cannot believe it's already March. It just, I don't even know where January and February went, but they're gone. Um, and I hope during that time you have found some amazing books to read. And if you have, please let me know. You can find me on social media at patriciawfisher.com. And I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Spoutable is a new website or a new social media that does an amazing job with getting rid, uh, rid of trolls. And um, if you want to learn more about it, you should do Spoutable. Dot com. It's S-P-O-U-T-A-P-L-E.com. There's a little whale. Is there a little, um, is there a little icon there? So check it out. I think it's pretty fun. It's, it's a great place to just hang out and have some really nice conversations. Um, and um, if you are looking for amazing reads, I, of course, have a fantastic author that you should check out. And I, have found, I found her on TikTok. Um, Lori Ryan is an amazing New York Times and New York Times and USA bestseller who writes contemporary romance novels in romantic suspense. And she lives with a very understanding husband, three wonderful children, and two mostly behaved dogs um, in Texas. She is a, it's a bit of a zoo, chaos, but of course, um, she wouldn't change anything. Lori published her first romance novel in April of 2013. She has loved every bit of the crazy adventure this career has taken her on since then. She is a hybrid author, meaning she has published both as an indie or self-pub author through Silver and through Silverheart Publishing, which is a publisher. She also has a new side hobby of creating coloring books for adults. Um, she loves to connect with her readers. You can follow her on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. She's also on TikTok. Um, and please consider leaving her a review if you have read her books or after you read her books when we talk about it today. Um, and if you want to stay in touch with her, just like I said, check her out on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and you can find her at Lori, L-O-R-I, Ryan, R-Y-A-N, romance.com. And so welcome to the show, Miss Lori Ryan. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So I was saying that I actually found you on TikTok. You have these really fun um, you know, posts about the people calling in to you or calling you about concerns <laughs> they had about <laughs> about characters in your book. How so let's let's back up a little bit. So you write a lot of um suspense, all contemporary romance. So contemporary or romantic suspense. Um where did you get started? Well, um I actually started gosh, about Ten years ago, um, mm-hmm. and I, I started when I was pregnant with my middle child, and I um, the last couple of months of the pregnancy, I could just barely move. I couldn't breathe. I think he <laughs> was shoving his feet into my lungs, and I could yeah. not move. And yeah, so I was kind of just stuck on the couch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good times. And um, men are always like, what do you mean you were stuck on the couch? <laughs> and women are like, yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
I had read romance novels. Sorry, my dog is barking from the background. No worries. Um, I had um, I had read romance novels some when I was in like high school, um, mm-hmm. and um, but I had stopped reading them, and so for whatever reason, I just started picking them up again, and I was reading like a book a day, basically, because okay. I had nothing else to do, and um, and eventually I just started going, you know this would be cool if it happened like this, or this would be cool if she did this, or sure. I want a character who does that. And, and so I mentioned it to one of my friends and I was like, I think I'm going to write a romance novel. And they were just sort of like, yeah, of course you are. Cause I kind of had been notorious for switching jobs and just doing whatever, you know, okay. came to me and they were just like, yeah, sure. Of course you are. And so <laughs> I wrote a draft and I kind of got really lucky because I, um, well, I knew right off the bat that I wanted to do indie publishing. I had kind of vaguely heard of it. And at the time, Bella Andre had been mm-hmm. doing a ton of interviews um, on, you know, how to self-publish the right way and what you needed and all that. And so I just basically devoured, like, every interview I could find that she had done on the steps of self-publishing. And um, so I knew I wanted to do it that way. Um, but I wanted to hire editors and I got really lucky and I found an editor who, um, who had worked at a bunch of the big six publishers. And so she, you know, as she was editing, she was really teaching me a bunch of the things that I needed to watch out for and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, so that kind of shaped it early on. And then I just, you know, I, I, I came in at the right moment too. I think that helped a lot. I came in, right at the tail end of like the big boom of, um, you know, eBooks, self-publishing eBooks on Amazon. And so I was lucky right. to kind of ride that wave a little bit. Um, so, yeah. And then it just kind of took off from there. So when you plotted that first book, what was your thought about, am I going to have, is this going to be a series? Am I going to, is this just going to be a one-time thing? We'll see where it goes. What, what were your thoughts in general? Um, I am a reader of series. I, I find a series I love and I devour the entire thing as fast as Mm -hmm. I can get my hands on it. And so I I knew from the get go that I wanted to do that. Um, my first book that I published, um, was called legal ease and it's actually been republished and retitled as the billionaire deal now. Um, and, um, it is, I, I, I wanted to take a very sort of cookie cutter approach to it. So I, I loved marriage of convenience books and fake relationship Mm -hmm. books. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, very much plotted out, you know, exactly how a, a um, marriage of convenience book should go, except that I had the twist that she's actually the one that proposes to him. So um, she finds out through a friend that this billionaire, Jack Ryan, um, not Jack Ryan, that's wrong. <laughs> that's what I say that. Um, Jack Sutton. I'm like, that's wrong. What is my character's name? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Um, so she found out through her best friend that um, who, who worked at his office that Jack Sutton was desperate for a wife um, and he needed one within like the next day. And okay. um, she had gotten into the law school of her dreams. She'd gotten into Yale, but she didn't get the financial aid she was hoping for. So she walks into his office during a meeting where he is supposed to be introducing his 
fiance to his um, aunt and his cousin. Um, mm-hmm. And if he can't produce this fiance, he's going to lose the company. And right. um, so she walks in with a stack of like um, the le- wedding license stuff and a little sticky note that says, I'll marry you for um, $149,000, which is what she needed for law school. And, um, and he thinks that this, that his CFO who was out there trying to figure out a way to solve this problem for him must have found this woman must know who she is. And so he's like, yes, I guess so. Yes. And then very quickly realizes that um, she has no idea who his CFO is. And this is just some woman who walked in off the street and, um, (laughs) and, and it all kind of goes from there. And then as I was writing, I was like, Oh, I think, something suspenseful should happen. And so okay. I added like a suspense element to it. And then that's how I kind of got into romantic suspense. So in that first series, the Sutton Capital series, it focuses on all of the other people in the company as well. Like all of his, you know, his CFO is the second book. And then his um, head of security, who is also his cousin, um, uh-huh. is the third book. And then there's just various people as it goes on. Um and those are all more sort of like contemporary romance with a twist of suspense. Um, okay. But then, um, then I sort of very much went more heavily into suspense. So then there's some spinoff series from there that are more um, like, uh, you know, more heavy police procedural kind of mystery suspense stuff. Um, right. But there's still always a romance. Um, and then I have a series that's small town romance with like woman on the run kind of, um, stuff. And, um, so yeah, it just, it just kind of went from there. Yeah. I mean, you have what five different series I'm looking here on your website. So you have the Sutton billionaire series and then the Sutton capital intrigue series. Sutton Capital mm-hmm. on the line series. Okay. And then there's yep. the heroes so of the, Evers. The spinoff. Right. Yep. Right, and then you have Heroes of Everest Texas series with Protect is in all of the titles. Um, so Love and Protect, yep. Promise and Protect, all that. Then you have Triple Play Curse series. So you've got three books there. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's super fun. That's like that's actually um, that, and then a series that I did with another author are the only ones mm-hmm. that actually don't have any suspense in it. So the Triple okay. Play Curse novellas. That's a series of three novellas, and I actually really love that one. Um, it's like um, it's this baseball team who they think that there's a curse on them and that if okay. if any one of them falls in love with a woman during the season, that three, uh, two more will fall. Like it comes in threes for them. And sure. it's a distraction that they don't want because it messes up their game. And so they all go into this season saying, like, no matter what happens, none of us are falling in love this season. And then of course, you know, they all fall in love. So of course, um, because it's, tell it's, somebody yeah. no and you know, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's a super fun one. Yeah. And then you have the dark fall series and I see that you've written this with different authors. Or yeah. Different authors so that's a series. series. Mm-hmm. It's a world that we all created. Um, mm-hmm. And there are, I think, I think there's six of us that wrote in it. Um, mm-hmm. And those are more police procedural. Like we came up with 
um, a police precinct in, um, I think we set that one. Oh, is that one is in a fake, a fake town, Dark Falls. So okay. um, for a minute, I was trying to think. The, the Sutton Capital Intrigue series take place in New, uh, New Haven, Connecticut, uh, in the police department there. And I was thinking for a minute we did that. But no, it's a, it's a fake. Uh, Dark Falls is the uh -huh. town. And it's, um, you know, all the detectives in the major crimes precinct are falling in love. And so those are their stories. And there's, again, a heavy mystery element to them. So I wrote three books in that series. Um, and then there's some other authors who wrote either one or two books in the series, um, right. depending on the author. So and there's some really amazing authors in it, like um, Savannah Cade and um, uh, Trish uh, McCallum. <laughs> so horrible uh -huh. with yeah. last names today. Yeah, McCallum. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, Trish McCallum and um, Becca... Um, really have my website open. This is horrible. Becca no, Jameson. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like I'm taking a test and I'm like just totally lost. <laughs> I feel like I didn't study for my test. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's, it's interesting that people, you know, they'll come up and talk to you about different authors or stories or, you know, different stories that you've had with the idea that you would remember every detail about every series oh, you've yeah. ever written. And even if you've only yeah. written three books, um, there are times that you're just looking at someone thinking, I have no idea what they're talking about right now. Um, and it's not that you don't want to. It's just that you yeah, know, also know. got this real life thing going on. And, but to them, they've been yeah. thinking about this whatever. Um, and so I, I find it very interesting how people get um, attached to, I mean, we get attached to fictional yeah. characters. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's kind of fun. When, when you're writing your series, and even if you've plotted out, you know, okay, yeah, I'm going to write about that character eventually because I've already got it ready um, in my brain. Have, how many times have you been asked to write about characters you didn't even consider writing about? Um, I don't think anybody's really, oh, you mean like a side character or something? Yeah. Somebody's like, yeah. Oh, I want this story. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that did happen recently. Most of the time when I seed my side characters in, I'm like, I know that person is going to be a character. Now, I did right. initially, like when I wrote that first book, The Cousin, I was going to make The Cousin be kind of this like not great throwaway character that I I didn't want to really um, do anything with. And mm -hmm. then um, as I started writing, I was like, oh, I actually kind of really like this guy. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so the funny thing is I didn't, I don't really love his name that I gave him, but I was like, okay. yeah, I gave him that name because I thought it was going to be, you know, somebody else, like just a side character, not an actual character. But most of the time I know who it's going to be. Um, yeah. Huh, I'm trying to think. Somebody asked for someone recently. Um, and it, it might be in my new pen name. I have a new pen name with another author that I'm writing it with. Um, we write as Lori Collier because I'm Lori Ryan and she's Eli Collier is her name. Okay. Um, and we're writing urban fantasy under that. Oh, how fun. Um, and yeah, it, it's super fun. It's super fun. Um, and I think people have kind of 
come to me there and been like, oh, I, I can't wait to see like so-and-so's book. And I'm like, oh, so-and-so wasn't going to get a book, but I guess they think <laughs> they should, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh, maybe that'll happen someday. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, I mean, the best thing is when they, they come to you and say it about somebody, like, you know, you're about, you're about to like kill off and you're like, oh no, that's not, that's not happening. Right. So, um, that, that's always bad, but yeah, I don't get it. I, usually, usually people can tell who my next book is going to be or who's going to get their books eventually in it because they're pretty prominent side characters. So, right. Right. Um, okay. yeah. So you've written this and you're writing your own fantasy now. Um, Mm-hmm. What else are you going? I mean, are are there other characters within the series that you've written? Are those series done, and now you're thinking of doing new ones? I mean, what's on your to do list here? Well, my unfortunately, my agenda of what I want to do is a lot larger than my ability to do it right now. And so, sure, um, I did kind of seed a a new romantic suspense um, series into some books that I wrote. I kind of put the characters in there and, and readers picked up on it right away and was like, oh, we're going to get this set, you know, set of people next, aren't we? Um, and unfortunately I haven't given it to them yet. Um, so I need <laughs> to, I'm working on that. That's going to be the halo security or halo protection. I think it's going to be. Um, okay. And I've started some of the books, but I just unfortunately don't have the bandwidth it, for it right now. So I'm kind of sure those are sort of on the back burner. Um, and then the urban fantasy, we've written three books in the series so far, and there probably will be about six to eight books in that series. So um, okay. we're working on, on those right now. Um, and then I actually have another side project that I'm working on with another author. Well, no, actually I have two more side projects that I'm working on. So <laughs> I, I wrote, um, yeah, it's a little ridiculous. You can see why. And I have three kids under 13. So you can see yeah, why this is a bit of a problem for me. Um, so my, um, I wrote with Kay Manis, um, who's another contemporary uh-huh. romance author. She and I wrote a small town contemporary romance series um, uh, the Sumner Brothers series, um, or it was right. originally called Canyon Creek, and then we changed it to Sumner Brothers. Um, and that is um, six books about six brothers um, that come okay. back to a small um, a small Colorado town after their dad dies, and um, they have no intention of staying, and then, of course, they fall in love. Um, and so there are six female cousins in that, um, in that world, and so we are working on the female um, set right now. Um, and then I have another new pen name that's going to come out, um, probably not for a while. That's called Lori West Shaw. And that is something I'm writing with somebody else. Um, that's going to be 1920s historical cozy mysteries. Um, and so those are, yeah, (laughs) so those are, those are going to be pretty short, I think. I think probably 35,000 word, maybe, you know, little novella Mm -hmm. kind of things or short books. Um, and so we're working on those. So yeah, there's, it's, um, it's unfortunately a bit of a problem now that I have so many that I'm supposedly working on, but, uh, yeah, I'll get to them eventually, uh, I guess. 
<laughs> I think that just once that creative brain is split open, um, there's just so many things that uh, come yeah. out, and it's just never ending because it's like, oh, I finished this series, yeah. but I've already got six others plotted in my head before I've even finished mm. this one. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, you you pick up stuff just walking around or reading yeah. the paper. You just, or, you know, yeah. yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, or a character that you never thought was going to be something ends up being something. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it's always, it's just fun to see. It's just, you know, you're creating these worlds. And it's like, oh, yeah, we could do that. Oh, that's right. We could go back and, you know, have this person do this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or maybe yeah. this person should have this unique skill. I I laugh about, um, you, know, you know, when we – when I was reading romance novels uh, like years ago, um, you would have never seen a billionaire on a cover. It was always millionaires. And I laugh now because people are like, well, it's not a billionaire. I don't want to read, you know, it's like really, you know, I know, right. He doesn't have enough money to be a billionaire. Yeah. The expectations <laughs> yeah, right. are really know, soon, soon we'll be writing about trillionaires and it's like, yeah. I literally think there are no trillionaires in the world, but we'll just no. be like, whatever. Yeah, I know what we can do. It can be like it can be like the my now I'm going to have another series I want to write. It can be the my trillionaire alien romance, and on that planet there are plenty of trillionaires. Right. Yeah, but it means like something else. Like oh, you know, they have like fifty bucks in their pocket. Oh no. Um, right. It, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were um, a friend of mine and I were laughing about um, you know they it was, this was like several years ago and I, I texted her because I saw. Uh, the cowboy billionaire. It was like the first cover I saw with cowboy billionaire, and it was like an inspirational. And so I was like, "Whoa, it's it's happening! Oh, it's funny. happening!" Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, well, it's weird we because I um I didn't realize this, but recently I went to look for. I, I think I was looking for other billionaire marriage of convenience or fake relationship books. So that I yeah. could do the, you know, on TikTok you do if you if you love this read that, um, yeah. and so I um, so I was looking for some, and the vast majority of the ones that I found that were both billionaire and marriage of convenience were yeah. like inspirational, sweet, clean stuff, and I was like, what in the world? Like, so apparently <laughs> mine is one of the only ones that's steamy as hell and has both oh. scripts in it. <laughs> You. I mean, I'm sure there's there are tons. Of, I'm sure there are tons of them out there, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, people it, come. People start sending them to me now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so everybody, send your recommendations to Lori. She will gladly <laughs> look and see what you have for her, your your favorite billionaire marriage conveniences. Absolutely will. <laughs> so when you're not writing and juggling children, and I get this because I have four. Um, and it's so much fun to find out that you live just up the road, which, you know, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, that's by right. Texas, it's by Texas that. standards. Yeah. By Texas standards, yeah, living up right? the road <laughs> can be anywhere from 30 minutes to five hours because it's right? literally like not that far <laughs> in our minds. Other yeah. people would be like, God, she lives like two hours away. It's like, uh-huh, that's nothing, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, we found out that we live just down the road from each other. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's fun to see this. And then you've got this really fun series, sexy series, the heroes of Evers, Texas. And so what Mm -hmm. town or towns or area of Texas did you base Evers on? That's like hill country, 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, like out in the hill country and small town area. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not really based on any particular town, but just out that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. 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 I know it's, it's kind of neat to, to be able to make things up completely, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, I, I, when I wrote my first book, it was set in Dallas and um, you know, mm-hmm. things are obviously where they are. Um, and people really liked the book, but I did get an email that says, by the way, you know, interstate, not highway. I was like, okay. Um, and I thought, well, fine. When I do my next one, I'm going to just create Mountown. So nobody can say anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's always being consistent within that. So even though you, there's advantages to having, you know, basing it off of, let's say you based it off of Johnson city. Well, you know, the town is a certain way and the you know, 281 runs through here and 290 runs this way. And so, you, you know, anybody who's familiar would know that, but if you create your own town, you have to make sure everything's consistent. So, I mean, there's, there's pros and cons yep. to it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm really bad at like keeping, um, keep, you know, keeping track of all the details and things. I really suck at that. <laughs> So, yeah, I rely on, yeah. on readers a lot of the time to be like, wait, what was, what happened here? How long ago did yeah. this happen? Wait a yeah. minute. That grocery store wasn't at that corner in the last book. I felt they opened a bigger store. Um, <laughs> you didn't get that part of them. <laughs> like, Oh, okay. Sure. Um, I didn't mention that. <laughs> no, man. I left that chapter out. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> so when, um, so, yes. Yeah, so when you are not writing, when you are uh, and not juggling children, what and you're and you're making TikTok videos, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so tell me how you got started on the, t- the videos where somebody one of the characters calls you. Yeah. So that's a series um, where a hero from a book, it's always a hero and he calls me. And he'll be like, you know, and it, and so it's basically you only hear my side of the conversation, but I'll be like, okay, you hate her. Okay. Even though she has like lips that look like pressed berries, what are pressed berries, you know? And I have this conversation <laughs> with him and then, you know, and then he calls back again a few days later and it's like, um, you know, like, oh, she's, you know, she's getting on your nerves because she keeps waggling that butt in front of you or something, you know, like just. She's, and you see the progression of him going through like an enemies to lovers kind of trope. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, or there's, you know, there's one where the guy calls and he's like, um, I have a solution to my problem. I'm just going to sleep with her and get it out of my system. And I talk to him about, you know, like how, how long does he think this will take? Oh, it'll take a week. Oh, good. That sounds reasonable. And you don't think this is going to be a problem? No, sex is just sex to you. There's nothing emotional about it. Okay. Right. So, um, yeah, so it just, um, I, there's actually a class for authors. Um, it's run by Lila, Lila Dubois and Jane Ryland. And, okay. um, and so in that part of what they do is they help you create like a, a unique series that you're going to do on your TikTok. And that's actually not the one that I came up with during the class. Um, during the uh-huh. class I was doing like a, you know, finding tropes in the wild kind of thing, but it just didn't, I don't know. I just tried to do it for a few weeks and I didn't really love it. Um, These ones I love, although I, it's hard for me to sometimes sit down and think about like, 
I need to sit down and brainstorm more ideas for what to do with it. But, um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, they're super fun. Like it's kind of neat to think like, what would you even say to this guy who, who, you know, has convinced himself that he can just work this girl out of the system. And so it's all these tropes that of course we love, like we gobble these things up. We love them. We're not going to like, um, stop reading them, but it really is kind of silly to have this, you know, to think about what this guy actually thinks is going to happen as part of this plan of his, you know? Right. Um, well, so, you get to be the voice yeah. of reason outside the, the south of spectrum of the book, yeah. which is, is fun. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, if someone's looking for that kind of trope, they find you. And they're like, oh. And, oh, yeah. and the other part of it, for everyone who's listening, she has, she's reading the book that the character's in when he calls. So, well, I actually, so I have to get better about that. I'm actually not always reading the book that that's from. Um, okay. Sometimes these are things that I don't have a book of. So, yeah, I, yeah. I have to actually try to get better about that. But, um, like, my own books especially, you know, I have something like, I don't know, I think I have 30 or 40 or something books. And so it's like I can go for a little while with doing the ones that are in my book, but, you know, at some point I'm going to need to um, branch out. So sometimes I'm just doing a general kind of um, – you know, a general kind of trope, and it's not the book that it's in. But it should be. Sure. <laughs> it totally sure. should be. Right. It should be. Yeah. So. Let's make it happen. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, it really, really ought to go that way. Right. So what do you, where do you see yourself writing life in, um, let's say, five years? Um, you know, I don't know. Um, I mean, uh, probably still plotting my way through the ones that I'm trying to get written now because I have so many sort of written. Um, I, I have been going through some burnout um, with writing. And so that's one of the reasons that I switched genres because there was a lot of just burnout of writing, you know, another romantic suspense. Um, right. But then there are times where I'm like, Oh, I can, um, I can, I'm ready to go back to it now. And so I'm honestly not sure. I'm not sure if I'll be, you know, still writing or if I'll just be doing something involved with writing in some way, but something slightly different, you know, I don't really know. Um, I would like to still be writing because I do love it, but I've, um, we've gone through some stuff. Like one of my daughters was just going through stuff where I needed to homeschool her for a while and right. so as a result, I basically didn't, um, I didn't uh, have time to write. And now I'm trying to go back and write again. <laughs> and like, I called my friend recently. I was like, um, writing the first draft, like, sucks. It's, it's really hard. And the writing is not very good. And I think I was trying to make the writing good. So I kept writing and deleting and writing and deleting. It was like I had mm-hmm. forgotten that you actually just have to keep writing the crap version before you yeah. get to the good version. I think I thought it was going to come out good the first time. And it's like, no, I actually have to go through this process. Um, and so, yeah. you know. I think that's why yeah. a lot of people get frustrated because, um, you know, you if, if you can just kind of pour it out on the page. But, I mean, there, everybody needs help. I mean, nobody can write the first draft the first time. There's no one. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, people, there's some people that can get relatively, you know, close through trial and error and have been writing it for a while, but still, I mean, um, and that's what's so hard when I see like my kids or I've taught classes at um, the schools. It's like, don't, don't keep yourself from writing because you're afraid it's going to suck. It's like, it is going to suck. The first draft and maybe even the fifth draft is going to suck, but it's okay. Yeah. Because you will, yeah. it's like, you know, the first time you try and make a recipe, it may or may not be great, but the more you make it, the better it's going to be. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see. It's interesting. You can see who sticks with it because, you know, I'm sure you've met, yeah, oh, I was going to write a book once. <laughs> it's like, well, you didn't. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. And it's, but it's like, I think I, I think I thought that by now it would be easy kind of, you know, like I think you go, sure. you get past those first few and you think surely by the time I get to my 40th book, this will mm-hmm. be a lot easier. And it's like, Oh no, it actually didn't work out that way. It's not easier. Right. Um, it's still just as sucky of a process. So, and, but I do love the, um, I love coming up with ideas for books and, um, and I like the editing and stuff. So actually a lot of my, a lot of the things that I write with other authors, um, mm-hmm. we plot the books together and then they write the first draft and I do the editing. And that's just the, you know, that's the way that it's worked out for us um, to do it. So, and then there's another one like with the, with the urban fantasy that I'm writing. So my, my writing partner for those ones is a, she's actually not a writer. She used to have a company where she would help authors write fight scenes. Um, And she did workshops for authors on fight scenes because she's a double black belt in two different martial arts. And she's Mm -hmm. in the black belt, like she's in two different black belt halls, halls of fame. Um, and has all these like, you know, fight credits to her name. Um, and is like, mm-hmm. she's, she's, I'm pretty short. She's even shorter than me and she's a total badass, like, and could completely, you know, take me in a fight any day. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so she, so I, we plot together some and then, um, I write the book, but then I'll, I'll write like, okay, here we need this to happen and this to happen. And, um, we need a fight that kind of involves this and, you know, they have to be hurt to this level. And then she sends me back something where suddenly there's like a giant spider attacking <laughs> like person. And she comes up with Sweet. really cool ways to kill people and stuff. Yeah. So she'll come up with stuff that I just, I get back and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Like this is yeah. the best thing. So, um, I've had friends of so mine. yeah, that I, works I, out really well. I used to work as a trauma nurse and, um, I I have friends call and say, okay, I need somebody wounded, but I can't have them wounded this badly. So I need to know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so if they could still be able to fight kind of in an hour. Yeah. 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 If they could stab with this kind of knife in this part of the leg. Would they be able to, you know, it's just like, and then, you yeah. know, and, and sort of, if you stepped outside of it, you'd think, man, my friends are weird. Like I'm, I'm worried, you know, but, and then you're like, eh, we're writers. It's fine. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that Facebook group, like trauma for writers or something? No, I haven't. Oh, you should find it. It's, um, I think it's called trauma for writers or yeah. Um, and it is, there's that one. And then there's one that's like a legal one. So it's, it's basically like, um, 
um, you know, like you, people will go in there and post those kind of questions. And there's a bunch of like nurses and doctors and EMTs and stuff who will just, you know, go in and answer and say, oh, you could do this or you could do that. Or it's a great right. resource. Well, yeah. and it's fun, too, because if anybody's reading it, the different perspectives and I will definitely check this oh, out, yeah. but the different perspective from the doctor to the nurse to the EMT to the respiratory therapist or whoever, they're all different because the training's different. So what each one mm-hmm. is looking for, um, it's also you have to decide the perspective of your character. Um, and so is my character this person or is it this person? And so um, yeah. it's very yeah. interesting to see how to break it down. So, yeah, I'm going to be interested. I'm probably going to spend a lot of time doing that. So my afternoon full now. Thank you, Lori. Um, I will be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so and then the with, other thing. That, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so, yeah, the other, the other reason, one of the other reasons that I needed to break a break from my romantic suspense stuff was because, you know, when I write urban fantasy, it's like as long as everything works within the magic world that you have built um, mm-hmm. and the rules that you've laid out for yourself, it's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But in, like, romantic suspense, I basically have to have, um, I mean, most of my books, like especially my later ones, most of them were read by some kind of police officer, detective, um, a doctor or somebody else in medicine, Mm -hmm. Um, usually like a lawyer, a lot of times a psychiatrist or psychologist. I mean, it was like Mm -hmm. the list of experts that I needed to send either the whole thing to, or it was just pieces to, was just kind of crazy. I mean, it was like, you know, so many people that you need to draw on. And and when I go back to writing, it's going to be actually, to writing those, it's going to be hard for me because I actually don't have all of those resources lined up anymore. I'll have to like (laughs) call on them. Yeah. Speaking of that, with you writing a saucier end of the scale um, for write, for romance, do you find that those themes can be um, the best thing ever or just like I don't want it to sound the same each time? You know, it's like how do you come up with yeah. different creative ways to, you know, yeah. have fun? And, and that's like one of the things that I'm going through right now Um with my urban fantasy, we've had it be a really slow burn romance. And then Mm -hmm. now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, um, I need to start writing romance again. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I, because we're going to have them get together in this fourth book, they're finally going to get together. And it's like, well, (laughs) you know, I don't know that I remember how to write that, which I guess in a way might be good because yes, when I stopped writing romantic suspense for a while, uh, it was very much like a, I don't think I can write another sex scene. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it definitely is. Um, it's something that you, you kind of struggle with. How can I, and then the same thing with, for the mystery. It's like, well, how do I make, this kind of mystery again that I haven't, that's different enough from the other things, you know? Right. Um, and there's always something like there's definitely always something you can do. Um, sure. But it, you know, it does get to the point where it gets a little bit, um, you know, it's, it's tedious, harder <laughs> as you go mm-hmm. along sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and okay. I think that, um, you know, human nature is, 
and such that it can be rather unpredictable, but then you have to make sure that the unpredictability isn't too unbelievable, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff in the world. And, I mean, I, I used to come home from work and my mom would say, so how did work go? And I'd be, I'd just kind of give her like generalities of, oh, I had you know, this happen or that happen. And she'd just look at me and she'd say, I, I don't believe you. Like, there's no way. And I'm, I just look at her like, mom, yeah. you just have no idea how weird people are yeah. and the kind of crap they do. And, and so, yeah, to sit there and kind of make it, make those things believable um, can, yeah. yeah, can cause you some pretty good burnout for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And so with all that in mind, what do you do to step away from, like, to deprogram for a little while? Um, well, I read a ton still. Yeah. <laughs> so probably more than I should. Um, but, yes, I read a ton. And, uh, and I watch Marvel movies with my son. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I bike a little bit. And but yeah, I mean, I mostly I I kind of read other people's stuff. I listen to I listen to a ton of audiobooks. Like I pretty yeah. much almost always have audiobooks um, playing, like while I'm doing stuff. So while I'm yeah. you know doing the dishes or cooking or whatever. Um, so yeah, I just I listen to a ton of audiobooks. And and there's some that I do find like I can't um, I often can't listen. To something like when my when the story that I'm writing gets to the point where it's so in my head that it overwhelms things and I can't listen to audiobooks, mm-hmm. then there's just there's a few series and books that I listen to again and again and again um, okay. because those ones don't kind of interfere usually. So um, mm-hmm. I'll do stuff like that. But um, but yeah, I don't you know. I don't have any big hobbies really. I mean, mostly writing is my hobby. You know, it's like, I'm kind of lucky that like my, you know, people will be like, Oh, you're working through vacation. And I'm like, of course I am. Like work is, you know, like I, yeah. I can't, <laughs> this sounds awful, but I can't wait till the, till the day when my kids are like out of the house so that I can work all the time. I just want to work all the time. Right. You know, I know. What <laughs> so, you mean. Yeah. I, I, we went on and a hopefully by the time ago. I get there, I still will. Yeah. I mean, I went on a cruise years ago, and, and um, my husband, I was sitting there, and we were, it was in the afternoon, the kids were all at the play area, and, um, you know, we had a, we splurged for a really nice room, and it was beautiful, and it was a day at sea, and I was like, I'm going to sit outside and go, and he looks at me, he's like, yeah. are you kidding? I was like, my God, it's perfect. I'm going to pay for an overpriced yeah, coffee drink. Like, and I'm no, of course I'm not exactly kidding. Why would you see so? <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't know why this yeah, is exactly. Yeah, Yeah. I know. It's like uh, I have to watch myself and be like, wait, is this a time when I'm supposed to be, like, enjoying the family or can I sneak off and write? Like, it's, you know, you have to – not that I don't love time with my family. I do. I'm making it sound like I don't. Um, I totally oh, no, do. I get it. But, um, I get it. but yeah, it's like we're, we're going skiing soon um, for spring break, and, and I don't ski. So I will take my laptop, and, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's like, what are you going to do all day? And I'm like – I will be at the lodge in case my kids need me and I will just find a cozy spot and sit and write all day long. And yeah. it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. And you may come up yeah. with even more stories, yeah. you know, and may help and they may yeah. even help you yeah. just being in a different spot to write may help. Yeah. Or just 
like yeah. throw your brain a little. So yeah, oh, I get it. I do. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah. I really appreciate you, Lori. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It was great to chat. Absolutely. So everybody, if you are looking for some romantic suspenses or some small town romances or and just, you know, saucy books in general, um, you should look up Lori <laughs> Ryan and it's L O R I R Y A N romance.com. I've got the links in the write up of the show and she's on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and you can sign up for her newsletter. She's got plenty of books out, so spring break's coming up, so moms or dads. If you want something fun to read, there's plenty of books there for you if she's a new-to-you author. So check her out. And that is it for me, Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio. Everybody, stay healthy and keep on reading. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. 